My name is Lezek, and I will be talking to Simon Tuck about valuable leadership, career insights, and the importance of agility in tech. Uh, I'd like to start with um, asking you about your current role uh, of CTO at TrustSquare. Uh, can you describe what TrustSquare does as a company and outline oh. the accountabilities, uh, your accountabilities as CTO? Well, so, so um, in my current role, I'm um, responsible for the technology at um, TrustSquare and... Uh, so maybe just quickly, a quick word about what is TrustSquare and what kind of is the history here. Um, TrustSquare was was founded um, as a, a community for, which was largely focused on on blockchain developers and startups. Um, it's a co-working space um, founded in Zurich, and. It's evolved since then, so we have uh, we're still very much in the in the startup area. A lot of a lot of business businesses that um, our tenants here are very innovative, but we we it's not exclusively blockchain. We have strong ties with the with the kind of the, the blockchain thing, particularly from some of the founders of TrustSquare. Um, but it has evolved, and what we do is um, we have. Obviously, the the awakening space where we're very interested in, in developing this kind of innovation community um, where people can have a, a workspace, but not just a workspace. There's also um, possibility to exchange experiences and talk about um, the kind of stuff that's happening in this scene. So there's a lot of events that we also organize, some of them we organize ourselves. We have um, uh, groups that hold their regular uh, meetings here in at Trust Square, and then there are ad hoc events which we also organise. So um, it's quite a nice event space that we have. And then we also provide services for these companies. Um, so that can be business services, but we're also talking about digital services. And then, like on the business side, we would help. Uh, we could take over the, the entire accounting, help with um, doing the uh, and then reporting, even doing the foundation of the company. So basically, telling the founders, look, uh, we'll deal with all of these details, all of this paperwork. Don't worry about it. You can focus on what's important for you. And then on, on the digital side, um, kind of similar. So we can help them just set up their basic productivity environment, um, give them all the tools they need to, to go ahead and, and um, focus on their own product development. So we, uh, we do a lot of work in, in cloud, AWS, Office 365, helping, helping clients set that up. And then we have some very specific skills um, where we we can implement HubSpot, so we're a user partner for HubSpot, useful tool if you're if you're doing sales and marketing in the B two B space. And we also have quite a lot of experience with with Shopify. So if you have some kind of commerce requirements, we can help you with that. Um, provide you regular support. Um, yeah, basically, basically enabling these companies to focus on what they want to focus 
and you know doing doing some a lot of the details um, that they might not be uh, rather not spend their time on. We would we would take a help. There's a lot of stuff that you have to uh, do various stuff from paperwork to setting up everything, and that's a lot of work. Uh, yeah, and the yeah. focus as well for many founders, as I understand. So yes. my understanding is that these these are mostly uh, new ventures, new companies, uh, probably, yes, that's probably right. startups. Yeah, they're pretty much all startups. They're either early stage or on some some level, but they're all they're all startups. So they're all uh, iterating, you know, doing doing their market validation, funding, all those kind of things. And the most. Uh, You've mentioned that it used like originally or at the very at, at the beginning it was mostly the blockchain as uh, companies or blockchain or tech companies using blockchain as a technology, but now it's yeah. spread to different uh, industries as well. Or is it That's still right. mainly uh, blockchain or, or, or it's it's some blockchain? So the the original idea so the founders of Trust were very rough in the blockchain team still are and, and we've had a couple of startups which are very much in the blockchain area we also have quite strong ties to the university of zurich uh, which does a lot of blockchain work. Uh -huh. um so that still happens um but it's evolved it's not just blockchain i mean there are other startups out there obviously and uh, yeah coming back to your accountabilities well in that context uh what would be your accountability as the chief technology officer at Trust Square? Uh, you mean accountability towards the clients, or in yeah, 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 yes, in the, in the business, in the company. Mm. Um, mm. So, um, I mean, in terms of accountability, um, we have we usually have either some kind of agreement with the clients whereby we. Agree to do certain services um, regularly. We'll we'll just align with them, see if everything's okay. Um, so that's quite well defined. Um, there, there might be certain uh, stuff where we're doing custom development and stuff like that, mm -hmm. uh, which which would look a bit different. And I mean, in terms of accountability, I, yeah, I mean, the, I guess the, the the main things, obviously, if I understand you correctly, and we obviously we have to we have to uh, make it a viable business both for us and the client at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, here's a follow up question to that: What sort of inspired you to uh, engage in a company providing these kind of services? And would you find the most rewarding about this role? Um, so I I think it's always very re rewarding. You, you just you've got happy clients right and things work um certainly yeah yeah not always the case that everything works but um i think if if the client feels like i can trust them and, and, and they can handle it and, and there's confidence there then i think that's yeah that's the best the best outcome and that's what what we aim to to do you co-founded companies in the past, and I want to ask you your ex like your ex entrepreneurial background, yeah, or sure. specifically how it, what lessons uh, can you uh, 
uh, offer to the companies uh, at the community at Trust where uh, yeah. lessons in terms of leadership or growing a business. I, I'm for sure you carried it uh, somewhere at the back of your head and you can yeah. just basically yeah. uh, inspire other people with that insights. Yeah, so so I, um, I've been doing this for for quite a while. I, I, I mean, my my originally my background was I didn't actually study computer science. I I studied um, just business and economics, um, and I kind of fell into this space when when dot com boom um, started. Um, I, I had a, a web agency and was when we did custom development. I did a lot of development work there. Um, and I just became more and more interested in, in the, the actual the, the coding and the development. And after a while, after doing that for quite a while, I felt, okay, I want to try something else. I, I then moved um, to, a, to a marketing agency where I was involved with developing digital ideas, helping develop digital products. Then I, uh, from that, there was a, a startup which I, I co-founded, which was um, where we had a IoT um, devices which we used for people counting. And um, then from that, I came to Trustware, where I then then switch to this role I have now and I mean I think the first thing that I would say is 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 it's it's been huge the kind of changes that have happened over the last you know since I started it's it's just it's changing it's changing so fast and and like how you how you would implement something how you would develop something when I initially started out it was all Trailers on, it's nearly like this circuit culture. And nowadays, you've got incredible tools which are available, which can help you um, do a lot of stuff in a very short time. Um, and I think what's important is, especially in the startup area, that um, whatever you're doing, you try and do it. Like in terms of development, you need to get the market as quickly as possible so that you can get the feedback you need. Um, and I think that's that's the kind of thing that you're seeing where, where this industry is going as well with with all these kind of developments. So, I mean, recently we've been um, with this with this whole AI. I've seen lots of people, a lot of coders in particular. You know, you can just say, okay, I need to code this and that, and it will tell you how to do it. Um, and it's, it's, that's going to be happening more and more. It's not, it's not going to stop. So I, I think the, the, the important thing is, is to get out there, to get your, your, what, what you're offering on the market and, and to get feedback and then to adapt to that feedback. And it's, it's tough. It's, it's can be, you know, it can be hard, but, uh, um, you have to stay flexible and, and move with, with the feedback. Sure. I think it's, um, this is uh, one of the skills that is really hard to learn. It's, I think it's not built in um, uh, humans uh, like trying things out and, and uh, like 
maybe engineers who build stuff and test things all the time, but in terms of product, uh, doing that with on the product level, I think is something that you have to be. It, it should be taught. That, for for instance, I uh, I read so many blogs, I read so many you know books about it, but if, when I started my first company, still with all this background that I learned, I still got like I built it. I built I built things for for months before I actually tested things. So I think mm -hmm. you have to try it. Uh, you have to fail a couple. Of, mm, like maybe you don't have to, but it's uh, once you fail with uh, with that feedback loop uh, once or twice, you kind of get the uh, or unless you're very very lucky. Uh, but other than that, uh, you have to um, you, you sort of uh, see how different how different that approach is from like in regular stuff. Yeah, um, absolutely. You need to. You need to. It's a skill, right? And it, well, it's something you can learn. It's something you can learn, but you need to learn it. You need to yeah. stick with it. Absolutely. Okay. I want to get some of your advice uh, on hiring. Uh, you've been an entrepreneur, um, and I want to ask uh, what are the specific traits uh, that you are looking for in candidates, and or what are the specific traits that you are trying to avoid? Um, so I, I think, I mean, hiring is like, you can, you can have somebody's CV and, and they have like a fantastic CV, highly skilled, um, and it might be tempting to say, yeah, this is the, the person we need, but really the most valuable people, they might not be that super skilled. Um, but they, they're highly motivated that you can trust them. Um, I think that's more valuable than just having somebody who has a, you know, like a lot of experience or something like that. Um, that's for sure valuable. I'm not saying it's not valuable, but for me, the, the most important thing is, is, is this person trustworthy is this person we love and what other traits or personal traits or or that you are trying to avoid when hiring um, are there any well I wouldn't say like there's personal traits I would try to avoid I would try to avoid people that just don't play well in a team you know that don't like if, if if somebody in the team has an issue it's it's nice when somebody else in the team says hey okay i'll help you stuff like that and if that's missing if you've got somebody who's just okay i've done my stuff that's it i'm out of here that's not what you want that's not what you want Teamwork wins wins championships, right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, ultimately, it, it, it creates a better environment as well, and it also, it, like the the sum of the parts is, well, how do what six plus one right? The sum of the parts is bigger than individual. Uh, yeah, I, I probably butchered that saying, but I think you know as well. Yeah. Um, okay. 
uh, I'd like to mirror that question with another one. Uh, what's your approach? Uh, or when do you believe is the right time to let someone go from a team? And how, how do you basically approach that kind of decision? Um, well, I mean, I think there's a couple of situations. So obviously the, the first kind of situation would be an economical one. And then the way you just have to make a decision. You know, problem. Um, and then I think the, the other kind of situation was, would be in where you, you just have to say, okay, it's, it's not working. This, this it isn't happening. Right. Um, either, either the, the performance is not there or, or the team isn't chatting or some kind of that. Um, yeah, I mean, those I think would be the, the two, two main situations. It's, it's never great. Um, I think in those kind of situations, the important thing is to, is to, to communicate as quickly as possible. I don't uh, think there's any point in, in like dragging this on. You have to be quick and honest. That's a fair point. Yeah. Um, I've got, uh, there's a lot of talk and this, this question actually comes back, uh, quite often in my conversations, but, uh, I haven't built my opinion fully yet. And. That's why I'd like to ask you about your stance on the on the remote work versus a hybrid model or getting back to the office. How do you approach that? And uh, what are your thoughts here? Um, so me personally, I prefer to be in the office. Or are you? I I don't mind uh, working remotely or from from home occasionally. But I think I, I had my seal during the lockdown on, and I just, I'd rather be in an office where, where you're, there's interaction, um, and, and you, you speak to somebody during the coffee break or you might have lunch or whatever it is, but that's for me personally, I, I think, so we, we have, um, we work with, with teams remotely and, um, I think it can work fine. I think it can work fine. Um, I think it's always important, important, even if you do remote work remotely, that at least occasionally you do meet face to face. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, it, it, but on the other hand, it, I think it also depends a lot on the person. Like for me, I would not, I would rather not work remotely. Some people prefer it. And you know, if, if if they're happy and and it works, uh, I think that's okay. Uh, but I'd still say, you know, that's we still need to to have face to face occasionally. Okay. Same here. Same team. Okay. Uh, finally, I would like to get your advice, uh, or basically. Um, do you have any advice for the upcoming leaders, people who want to lead uh, technical teams or people that want to start technical ventures? Uh, any advice that you would help them prepare for this kind of uh, role or venture? For sure, besides the, uh, the, the, the stuff you mentioned already, which is uh, testing your assumption as fast as possible. 
Um, I mean, I think one thing I would say is is be prepared for change. Uh, I think change is happening and it's it's happening quicker. Um, and like in in terms of of just working as a team or or as a founder or as a co-founder or whatever. Um, I, th I think it's just important to to have a team that, yeah, like I said, there, there has to be a certain amount of, of um, cooperation and trust, and, and you can build on that. It's not all about the technology; it's a, it's also about um, the dynamics in in the people's body. Yeah, yeah, okay, I guess. <laughs> all right, yeah. For sure. I think this is a tricky thing, especially for people who are a very strong technical background. I have been doing that for a very, very long time. And as they sort of step up into the entrepreneurial um, role or 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 or, or, or CTO yeah. or something like that, it's 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 becoming different. You cannot like learn it's not a it's not a hard skill anymore, or it's not a technical skill yeah. basically. I mean, there are hard aspects to it, which, and I think it's also, it's a skill that you can learn. And it's also the question, you know, do, do, is it something you want to do, right? Do, or would you rather be, be doing coding or something like that? I don't know. Yeah. I think there are many uh, situations out there where people who actually are really into tech um, and building things step up and it turns out that it's not the role that they were dreaming of. Mm. Or there's a peer pressure. There's a pressure of, I know, financial, uh, from this financial aspect. Mm. Or or peer pressure in terms of, like, step up, up, step, step. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember the phrase exactly, but it's up or uh, up or out, something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's a lot of pressure as well, right? And, and then maybe you'll see, okay, yeah, I'm not really the sales guy, so you need somebody else to do that. Mm. It's that even there, I mean, it's a skill that can be learned. And um, Absolutely. without sales, you're not going to get very far. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Simon, thank you very much for today's discussion. Uh, it was a pleasure to have you here. Um, and um, yeah, thank you again for the insights. Thank you very much for your time. And it was a pleasure to talk with you. Same here. Thank you. Better Tech Leadership powered by BrainHub. Follow Les Schick on LinkedIn and subscribe to the Better Tech Leadership newsletter.